Hello, and welcome to Rainy Tuesdays, podcast by friends for friends. I'm here with Margo. Hi. Ryan. Hello. And me, Adam. Hi, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing? It's been a while. Good. It's been so long. Um, All it yeah. takes is a little bit of break for us to be thrown Just, on track. Yeah, completely befuddled with how to plan things. Um yeah, I don't know. It's been good, though. I feel like I caught up on a lot of shows to talk to you guys about, and yet none of them were um, Stranger Things. Um, you which still is haven't seen Stranger Things? <laughs> the Things. only one. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing much. <laughs> been pushed on me by you guys. I know Ryan doesn't like Stranger Things, but I loved that season. <laughs> but And regardless, I'm shocked that you have not watched it. It's like I the will most eventually. popular show of, the, of 2022. Right? It's gotta be. It's crazy. That was... Um, Wait, that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to 2023. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're here. Um, one thing I I finished uh, was The Last of Us. That was a good transition, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> we might be a couple weeks old from the discussion, I suppose. But oh, yeah. on another hand, were we waiting for everyone to see it so that no one can be spoiled? Because spoiler alert, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about the show. It. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna spoil the whole the show. <laughs> we're gonna talk about everything. Um, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, um, maybe this episode isn't for you until you do watch it and then consider this the tenth episode. Um, yep. The official, unofficial discussion <laughs> yeah. of Last of Us episode nine and yeah. the show in general. Just season one in general, yeah. Um alrighty. Uh first and foremost, should we just talk about like our overall opinions on it? Loved um, it. I really yeah. liked it. it was very, very well done. Um I thought the show was pretty good. I felt like yeah. as it went on, it decreased in quality. But I thought I it came right back up at the end. Mm, that's fair. I think it had spikes um, throughout it. All of them were good, and I want to like stress that fact. The whole show was really well made. It's just that certain ones, like certain episodes, were just like a little less interesting. Um, but not by much, I guess. <laughs> I appreciated. For a zombie show, how few zombies were actually in it? Um, yeah, that was that one made of my me gripes, happy. Oh. I was like, oh man, like we're gonna see a lot of stuff with, like zombies, and there was not. I've not seen like any of the Last of Us before. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was good with it because uh, they were icky when they did show them. Um, and also, I don't think the show is that scary. Oh, no. I disagree. Um, no, I agree. I think there are two scenes that could be considered scary and the rest of the show was not well maybe three three scenes i think there were a lot of things that were either scary or so icky that they made me afraid yeah it's the clicker scene in episode two the all but also the, the beginning of episode two when when they're scalping that woman um to to test out the oh, I ah that. that's I think it icky. Was necessarily scary oh i guess icky sure yeah yeah, I wouldn't say scary, though. No, but that Maybe falls when, in the so icky, I'm afraid. When she's, category. like, investigating the corpse's mouth and the fungus comes up out of it towards her, that is pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, anytime the, the stuff came out of throats. 
Yeah, that was that was freaky. Uh, yeah, that child, like terrifying. I think that was probably um, the creepiest thing. But I was never like scared by the show at all. Well, um, we're here to show a range <laughs> of fear levels. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you relate to me when we're talking about other shows, uh, this one is scary sometimes. Um, watch it with someone who has seen it before and can tell you when to look away. That's what I did. <laughs> I, I feel like scary to me means it leaves an impression and creeps me out after I've like seen the episode into the rest of my day slash night and no episode did that. Oh, yes. a bunch of episodes did that for me. Um, but cool um <laughs> it's it's a really well done show even if you are a little fraidy cat um yeah um and i will say i think this is the most manageable zombie show i've seen uh because a lot of it is like um you know yeah the, like the zombies are the setting rather than like the main villain yeah. um which i appreciate i like that um okay let's uh get into um the should we just skip to the last episode or should we talk about like stuff throughout it and then just harp on the last episode um i, I don't know which what's the better way to do this um I guess, is there anything either of you, but more specifically Margot, have to discuss for other episodes? Because I feel like the big discussion is obviously the last one. Yeah. Okay, well, here's what we'll do. We'll speed run the other episodes, um, and and then we'll just mostly talk about the last one. Um, season one. Episode okay. one I thought was pretty good. Yeah, episode one, we meet everyone. Um, you also see, like, the initial outbreak from Joel's perspective, or at least his daughter's. Which Um, I think maybe that was, like, the most, like, ooh, that's, like, the scariest part. Terrifying. I wouldn't necessarily say terrifying, but that's something, like, stuck with me. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Look at how fast Um, the world evolved. Just so speedy, yeah. And also, like, the fact that the daughter, her name was Sarah, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Sarah... Um, you know, had been over at the neighbors earlier and like seen them and talked with them and just going back and seeing them completely um, murdered by grandma. Um, <laughs> just a bummer. <laughs> but um, I um, watched the like cutscene bits for uh, both of the games because I was interested. Um, and the thing that I noticed, because it happened in the show too, is um, when Joel, Tommy, and Sarah are driving away from um, their house, trying to get out of the city, like avoid the zombies and everything like that, they pass a family that has a kid, and Tommy's like, yo, they have a kid. And Joel's like, so do we. Um, and I think that's like a really good foreshadowing for i don't want to start talking about the last episode but i think that's a really good foreshadowing for like his mindset of like protecting his child where it's like he doesn't really care about how it affects others so long as his kid is protected yeah Um, but like die hard 
yeah i'm protecting my kid to the detriment of everyone else yeah this is what's most important to me mm-hmm. um which i just I, I thought that was really interesting um i i was i think it's an interesting parallel too because in between game and show because in mm-hmm. the game joel and tommy come and get sarah who's in yes. the house mm-hmm. and so they have already seen what's been happening and they know that they might be infected so that's in the game it seems like they're avoiding this family because they might be infected mm-hmm. in the show though joel tommy comes to get them right and joel doesn't know anything and he's experiencing it first time along with sarah i think right i think well tommy got arrested and so joel was just oh, picking right, up right. tommy but it's not really clear that they've seen like details about what's going on like they've just seen people going crazy and they're just like defining it as like oh people are sick um they've seen like a few i think but not like i don't think they know the extent of it i guess um yeah but he is very much like only tommy and sarah are allowed in the car yeah um in both which is very interesting i don't know um yeah really well done sets up everything i think my favorite part from the first episode is when we meet uh or when joel meets ellie um because um the the actor who plays ellie amazing like the way that ellie just like throws her bag on the ground she's just like oh i don't wanna like she's just like such a teenager and it's so Mm -hmm. perfectly done and i was like i fully believe that's a teenager right there even though i i think in real life they're like 19 um which is still teenaged but you know what i mean like not like a 13 14 year old um yeah um all right episode two um they well okay wait i have a moral question for you guys oh moral question already moral question um if you are in joel and tess's situation right and you find out essentially um that ellie is infected at the end of the first episode right um do you trust that like this is okay or are you like yo forget this kid i think given what they know about marlene Mm -hmm. that marlene would not have just given them an infected kid for no reason right so i think i would trust ellie and that she's not infectious Uh uh-huh because of my and Joel and Tessa's experience with Bartley. Yeah. Okay. I would also think that too, because like she shows her like her scar and it's like healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be a little wary. Um, like I think it would be like, okay, like you're gonna like mostly walk in front of me just in case this doesn't keep going well. Um, just to be safe. But yeah, I do think overall I would trust. Um, okay. Episode two um lots of creepy little zombies the clickers which i now know the name of um and um tess gets bit um do are are you guys the type that would not tell your fellow mates um if you got bit because as much as we all love tess that's what she did (laughs) this is a this is my gripe with zombie shows. Okay. In general, is that everyone does this. 
yeah or, like in community they even make fun of it of like yeah i got bit 10 minutes ago i'm special yeah <laughs> yeah i'd be like well darn guys yeah it's mm-hmm. over for me and then i'd probably shoot myself okay so, sure <laughs> like Fair in enough. in episode i don't know if we're gonna go every single episode but whatever in episode seven with um ellie and riley yeah. they like riley says immediately like yeah we could just do this yeah i'm i got bit and you got bit so oh no but mm-hmm. yeah tess hides it yeah i don't know and like i don't i don't like how common that is in mm-hmm. well like to be fair i do think it's an accurate reflection of how like selfish human beings are um like inherently i do think that would be a likely scenario if zombies were real but a lot of people would hide it um but um and I, I do think taking the opposite side that tess very much is like well i know that ellie is the cure so yeah. i want to see this through and give right. it give her to the fireflies yeah so i i know i fulfilled something before i end it or maybe she's thinking like maybe they can make the cure fast enough kind of thing or like maybe it would reverse like things you know maybe it doesn't have to be like before you turn maybe it could even be after you turn kind of thing like i'm sure she has like some amount of hope involved yeah um yeah but i was just saying because she didn't reveal it until they found out the fireflies were dead yeah she's like oh well now this is gonna happen but i can still help out this is end the road for me but it doesn't have to be for you that's fair yeah Mm -hmm. it's very non-selfish view of it um i don't know ryan would you hide it (laughs) i would not no fair um i don't even think i would make it long enough i don't think a zombie would get me i think i would like off myself before oh yeah like (laughs) as soon as an apocalypse happens i know i am not surviving I'm yeah. You know, I do think you're the most likely out of the three of us. Um, like you're the most like savvy with like survival tactics. And have like useful skills. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Adam and I can read. Video. Adam and I can critically think. <laughs> <laughs> but what's not, that gonna get for me? I'm gonna be murdered by the fascist military yeah, dictatorship I'm, because exactly. I'm critically thinking. It's not even gonna be like a fun way to die. It's just gonna be like mm, she thinks too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode three, the gay episode. One of them. Um, that was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I think it's my favorite as well. I, I said it at the time that I think it's one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen, and I stand by that. I sobbed um yeah that one it's so well done an interesting debate off of it um uh, the the um frank frank yeah okay i was gonna call him fred um so i'm glad i went with frank um (laughs) i'm bad at names (laughs) frank um died of like presumably like parkinson's or something right like some sort of like um like muscle thing i guess um but an interesting thing that i have seen around is that that has resonated with a lot of people about the aids crisis um in the way that like loved ones would have to like watch each other die and everything and like you know progressively get worse um and it's real interesting uh there's been a very very cool discussion around that uh that i highly recommend people look into I was thinking, because they leave it kind of ambiguous as yes. to what, what disease is going to kill him, but yeah. he does mention that 
because Bill's like, well, maybe some doctor will come along. And mm-hmm. Frank's like, well, it wasn't curable before the apocalypse. Right. So there's no way it's curable now. So mm-hmm. which it might be AIDS. That he's yeah. Talking. Well, like if it was AIDS, then Bill would also have it. Um, but like it's yeah, um, it, it was just because of a lot of the language around it, because of a lot of like the actions that they took. It did resonate with that way for a lot of people. And I love that. I think it's really cool. Um, because it's also not like a shitty representation of that. Like it's actually like a very loving and kind uh, viewpoint, which is cool. Anyway, um, episode four, um, uh, kind of boring, right? Kind of boring. Episode four is critical for the uh, for episode five tragedy that is. Episode well, so five. here's the thing: episode four is where it starts to go downhill. Like episodes mm-hmm. one, two, and three, consistent like peak television fascinating and then from there we're going into like okay television we take a dip for me for episode four just because it is so much set up for episode five which i love because episode five is wonderful but only like half of episode four is actually relevant for episode five so the other half i was just like i don't care i mean it's a lot of good (laughs) ellie and joel relationship developing that Mm -hmm. becomes critical for the show at at large um okay let's talk about revenge killing because that's a big thing for episode four and five is that lady um being like ah he sold out my brother so i'm gonna hunt him down uh no matter what anyone else is doing um shadowing for last was part two (laughs) t um but yeah it's i don't like her like get over it i'm sorry (laughs) the soccer Um, mom dictator lady yeah yeah Ugh god um and she does have like that uh professor umbridge type creepiness where like she has a very sweet voice um and then she'll be saying like the nastiest stuff and she'll just be like come on sweetie like let me kill you yeah (laughs) Um, i also don't understand why she shot the doctor yeah that was a little rude yeah that that like because he helped them out like he helped them um, and he's a doctor like he could have been on doctors. Yeah. Same with Joel. Crucial skill. I don't know why he shot the doctor at the end. <laughs> Another foreshadowing. <laughs> um, I mean, doctors die. The in doctor in I. You just watched the game cinematic, so I don't remember yeah. the same. But at least the doctor in the show is seemingly about to threaten him with a knife, and he's like, "We're not doing that." Yeah. But I don't. I don't well, think like, that happens do in the game, does it? it? Well, he goes back to grab it, and he shoots him before okay, he even gets okay. it. Um, but I couldn't remember. Because yeah. I felt like it was more brutal in the game. Yeah, it was. Because his back was turned. <laughs> um, like, he was not a threat yet. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, she kills a doctor. She's like, oh, I'm going to get him. But then she's also, like, presumably going to kill uh, Sam, who is the sweetest yeah. kid in all of television. And I love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of rude. I don't like her. Um I don't think that's a hot take, though. Uh, episode five. Devastating. Oh, um, <laughs> my heart just broke. Um, yeah, it's it's a real bummer. <laughs> but um, yeah, just uh, we've talked about it before. Just how the last 20 minutes are just like just every saddest possible option. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I think some of the creepiest scenes, um, well, hard to say creepiest scenes of episode eight, but the child 
clicker is oh yeah one of the creepiest monsters that was really cool i I, because so that was like real right like that that child was was an actual bitty person yeah yeah because she moves so it's all all movement yeah she was so bizarrely that just really really freaky and like i think it really captures the like reckless abandon of this zombie is going to get that human no matter what is in its way yeah in the car when she's like throwing herself over the seats it's very clumsy and weird yeah to get to ellie yeah well because it's like not a human anymore at that point um it's creepy um but then it viciously murders the lady so yeah so we like that (laughs) child zombie um (laughs) and respect to the actress oh yeah no she's amazing um i hope you know her her bendiness is uh fun for her um <laughs> i don't know what you wish people who are bendy other than joyful bendiness um <laughs> i um i think that episode was also just so heartbreaking because it had a lot of like watching your loved ones uh go through turmoil um because you had joel like watching the three kids like try to get away from all of this you know um you had obviously sam at the end and everyone seeing him turn um and then like henry um but then also joel like watching ellie at the very end when she's apologizing um like it's heartbreaking i don't know i think it's a lot more foreshadowing too of like this story of henry and sam is how joel and ellie could have turned out had things been different yeah because it's the exact same thing of like henry would do anything for sam he has done anything for sam mm-hmm. to the detriment of everyone else yeah and once he loses sam there's nothing for him left absolutely so. um definitely a parallel there. yeah um it's also so impressive how much those two characters were developed in like an episode and a quarter you know like they were at the very last end of episode four but um yeah beautiful love it um uh okay six um don't remember it kind of boring a slow commune oh yeah okay um i think in a single scene it has done more to fight anti-communist propaganda in the u.s (laughs) than anything else 100 (laughs) percent Uh, they seem to be thriving um i love that uh they they teach her about periods um that's always a question i have with (laughs) post-apocalyptic worlds um i'm like these women are getting their periods what is going on here so i love in episode three she grabs tampons from the convenience store yeah that's fair yeah um it's a good time i appreciate that about them um okay um and then uh you get stabbed at the end of it right yep yeah bummer um um i know that they would exist were our world to go into this world right but i just think raiders or like hunters or whatever they're calling themselves are dumb that was my thought because like this is like 20 years since that's gone on like yeah haven't all of them like fought each other or at least yeah, you like get your stuff together like you know, there just be like one giant raider group then right like, yeah 
surely there would have been fighting between the Weary Raider groups. So. 100%. That was my thought. That also took me out of it. No, there would have been, like, a bunch of, like, um, groups. And, like, some of them being, like, Raider groups. Some of them being, like, yeah, like, the communist group. Like, some of them being, like, the QZ type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Etc. That's what that's called. <laughs> in defense i guess the united states is very large and it's like so big <laughs> clearly as they're traversing different people have occupied different regions and yeah. in less of part two there are two factions that are fighting each other which is kind of part of the plot of the game yeah so i think like where they intersect they conflict but we're mostly seeing people who are kind of isolated and are the yeah. only humans left in that region mm-hmm. so like what are you rating at that point if you're staying in a group can you really call yourself raiders? I also like, you're like rated everything. I mean, I could because we find out that these guys that attack Joel, yeah, they're actually were the cult. same guys as the yeah. cult group. So, so I, I guess think they're, they're not like really raiders. They're not really raiders, but they're also really yeah. desperate. They don't have any food. Yeah, and maybe they just saw that the fireflies left this. Yeah, and they're like, well, maybe the fireflies left something behind. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, was I still don't like say, them. I feel like America would probably be better off. If this were like really to happen, especially twenty years after rural America, there's like no one there. They're yeah, they have to worry true. about zombies, and they have lots of guns. They yeah, be thriving. Um, I think like, um, what's it called, Jackson in the town that the commune in Wyoming is probably what would happen all over, all over the Midwest yeah. of like this great. is nothingness. Exactly. Yeah. You're telling me in North Dakota, there's <laughs> zombies everywhere. No. no. <laughs> That's my other thing. I feel like most of the zombies will have died out in 20 years. Yeah. Well, like... I think the, the fungus artificially sustains them somehow. Ooh. Because, Oops. I don't know, I don't know if this is explained in the game. I thought I'm the this show up, but I, I think like six months, because there was, like, the one that was, like, stuck to the wall. Right. Yeah, but then that's, those spores, like, go and get other things. Well... So. So there's like a couple differences between game and show. Like in the game, there's the spores things. They don't do that in the show though. They do like the hive mind thing instead. But I think in the game at least, they establish that the only that somebody has to kill the zombies, otherwise they'll live forever and they'll get progressively more and more mutated. Which is why there's the big giant bloaters. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that's just sense. after yeah. it's been alive for so long, they become those things. It wasn't just some big guy. Um. But that obviously things can happen because they're not intelligent. So like the zombie that Ellie kills in episode two in the is episode three in the convenience store. Ugh, I hated that scene too. Of like yeah. it's trapped under rubble. Yeah. So it probably other things stayed there forever. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, episode seven is the next gay episode. Um, a delight. A lot of good acting. A lot of good suspense. I was gonna say um, this is my least favorite episode. That's fair. I think it Nothing had happened. like, yeah, it was a plot we already essentially knew the end of. Like we knew that she gets bit in the mall, right? Like I guess we didn't know that her friend also got bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you see her friends there, you're like, well, I mean, her friend's not been around. Um, I wish it was and just she like said everyone leaves or yeah, yeah. Um, and Marlene mentions Riley at the very beginning too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just like um, I've seen some people comparing it to Stranger Things. I think it was season two where they like focused on all the other like oh, yeah. 11s. Um, 
it does feel like that where it's like the show like, puts a pause you're in like yeah. the climax of things happening mm-hmm. and we just take an Stop. episode to go do something else with characters <laughs> yeah. you don't care about and yeah. it's also like it's not an interesting story either yeah it's just like it's a cute little character development thing for ellie but i didn't even really feel like it was that okay i did um, i did I, really liked it. I, I like that I, there wasn't a single episode i didn't like but i yeah. like this episode because of that i thought it was very good character development for ellie so yeah. a lot of her background and like kind of this theme of establishing who the characters are for joel, joel and ellie and what drives them and this right. is very much establishing like Ellie's never had anyone and mm-hmm. everyone she's lost, which you've talked about then again mm-hmm. later, but now you've seen it and like yeah. her kind of depression that she develops and sense of like, well, what is my life for? If yeah. This is all I'm here for. So I'm going to do something about this. Okay. There's also world building too with like what it is, like what the school in the QZ is like for kids and everything like that. Yeah. yeah and like how like federal that, governance better they really stopped with a lot of the world building very early on like after episode three we stopped getting those like little um, asides yeah like asides at the start those were really cool i loved them yeah they were fascinating really great yeah yeah Um, i think episode three had so much of that like joel explaining how it started of in like bread the scene where we cut back to show the military taking all of the people yeah, that is heartbreaking. The they just murdered them all. Oh, yeah. Big and Joel's comments about the bombs in episode two. Yeah. All yeah. Sure. Yeah, I wish we had had more of that throughout. Fair. Um, we got that yeah. song in four and five of how they had overthrown Fedra, but like a little, yeah. Uh, it's Once definitely not as much in the wilderness. You get less, but yeah. at the same time, like you mentioned, this is a lot of nothing in yeah. Wyoming. What's the world building you, in Wyoming? Where are like, you in Kansas it, City to Wyoming? What are you going through? It looks Nothing. a little different. <laughs> like there's a few more trees. Like I don't know. Um, yeah. So um, I liked it as an episode on its own, but I guess I just was like bummed about the placement in the story. If that makes sense, just because it did distract from like the whole like oh god, I hope Joel's okay um but yeah I yeah i don't know i could have done without it i fair. feel like if it didn't exist i would have been like yeah it, it, yeah season. fair i mean it essentially would have been the same show um yeah. but i think it adds a little extra but nothing like vital if that makes sense i don't think it know? takes anything away it just didn't add anything yeah. for me like it's, maybe if it was fair. earlier in the season sure i could see that yeah and we don't know ellie as much but at that point like we already know ellie yeah so mm-hmm. um like it's she's already had the, her line about everyone leaving um yeah. so it's kind of the weird thing of like constantly going back to the game but in the game it's just that's this is the dlc so it is a yeah. wholly separate backstory right. that you didn't experience as part of the original game so it, it wasn't important yeah. to the game story because it didn't, wasn't there and it was just mm-hmm. like oh if you cared here's some more stuff if you're interested. And that's kind of hard to slot into the show. Definitely. as something that is critical when it wasn't critical. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's super fair. Um, Eight hated it. That's all I liked it. I I thought eight's really good. Um, A very horrifying episode. Very horrifying. Um, My biggest complaint, and this is nothing against The Last of Us in general, um, it's just that, like, I 
really despise the fact that the only trauma that like women in action things can seem to face is like sexual trauma um i just i wish that wasn't such a trope um because like the cannibalism horrifying enough on its own like almost getting eaten i feel like would give a person ptsd um to like add in that he's also like now let me like trying to groom fight you and, and like yeah i'm like oh, he doesn't try to rape her until until the end. end but he yeah. is trying to groom her in the cell he's totally sure. trying to groom her and like sure you could have that i could give or take without that that's still creepy um and then the cannibalism thing is like um a reaction to her not wanting to be groomed essentially fine okay creepy horrifying i'm like already at my max level of like you don't need to creep me out anymore i think this dude's bad um so like adding on top of that that then he tries to like assault her um sucks and i just wish it wasn't a trope um but you can correct me if i'm wrong again since you just watched the game but i don't think the pedophile aspect of david is in the games so it was was, um but this was an interesting thing actually it was definitely in there he like pins her down face down on the ground and then he turns her over and like starts to get into things but like people playing it didn't read it um i should correct that um a lot of men who played it did not read that as assault and so the creator um he was like i wanted to make that more, more overt because a lot of people didn't read it in that way. And I was like, it seemed pretty obvious looking at the cutscene <laughs> what was going on. I mean, okay. maybe, maybe I was oblivious when I played um, it, or it's been so long. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I, obviously, I did not remember that being part of it. So Yeah, it was just icky, but I just wish it wasn't like a thing. I, I think it's an interesting <laughs> comparison between Jackson and what they're doing as a community versus this community and that probably all of his problems are because they have this charismatic pedophile leader leader, cult leader who's moving them across country and like because he talks about like they keep having to move Mm -hmm. and then it i think it's kind of insinuated that they probably keep having to move because he keeps raping girls probably yeah um Ryan Wilson tweeted oh, okay again it's been 20 years and these people <laughs> haven't died off they're all constantly scrounging for food and haven't right. settled down um I don't know yeah I do I don't think know. if you think about how much food like, the U.S. has and waste and how much like would last preservative wise and how many people die right off the start I think that you could scavenge for a long time yeah and That's farm fair. And farm. And yeah, I feel farm. like settle down. Um, but you have so, to settle down to do that. Um, yeah, but they, they could have. Like you said, they, they keep getting uprooted in David's words. So, <laughs> um, Whether it's his fault or someone else's, who's to say? <laughs> but So Rain Wilson tweeted that Christians were being persecuted in media. Um, and this was like a prime <laughs> example of it. Um, really? Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> Sorry to Christians out there. Some Christians really have a persecution complex. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty obvious that David does not care at all. About yeah, he it. literally and says it is that. just his tool to control these people. He literally says he wasn't a Christian until he found out it could benefit him, like in yeah. this post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. Um, I don't think anyone. I don't think this is a commentary on Christian. hey, Christians are bad. Yeah, except in the sense of. Like other things, it's a power structure that can be exploited with people who yes. want to prey upon 
um, more susceptible members of the population, which is very common among religious Absolutely. But uh, not just Christianity. Yeah. But not just Christianity. Um, yeah. I don't know. Ryan, do you have any thoughts on that? On the I cult guy? I sort of agree. I sort of disagree. Fair enough. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Um, all right. Uh, episode nine. The big one. The big one. <laughs> A very good episode. This is where we come back into like peak TV. That's fair. I think I it has. I think phenomenal. it. I think it's tough because I feel like it should have been longer. It feels very short for a, a finale episode, but I also don't know what else I would have added. Yeah. Um, Every scene is meaningful, and I don't really know how you could have prolonged it. But at the same time, it just feels really short. Like I remember being like, "That's this is the episode is like forty five minutes." Yeah. I think it might be the shortest episode of the season. I don't quote me on that. I think eight was. Eight um, I was gonna say I feel like four eight was, was short, really short. Yeah. I don't know. They really sprinkled a bunch of them in. Um that's okay. I don't know. This is my <laughs> critique. Like streaming okay. is great because like when you used to have like broadcast TV, everything had to be either like fifty minutes or twenty three minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and now you can sort of make it whatever and tell your own size story. But, like, yeah. it's so inconsistent sometimes. That's true. And at some point, it did sort of feel like um, after a couple short episodes, they would make up for it with a really long one. And it was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know, just timing-wise. <laughs> but I do kind of like it. I, I feel like it's nice. Mm. First um, episode was an hour and 20. Third episode was an hour and 15. The fourth episode was the shortest at 45. Okay. Fair. It's just so weird of like yeah, the differences. Mandalorian does this too. Mandalorian, Mandalorian show, big time. Amazing. Um, but like it's last just ran episode, with like a 20 minute episode. 30 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and then everything else is like 15 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. I don't They're know. Pick a time it. and stay around there. <laughs> yeah. Like a general vibe um yeah um so i have a few like obviously there's the big moral question um which we talked a little bit about before the podcast although we can we can reiterate a lot of what we said i feel like it's like the big decision of do you agree with joel or not and obviously more complicated than that and i think a lot of people understand why joel did what he did i do at least i don't know if i would have done the same and I've talked about this of like in the game, I was not happy with being forced to make that decision mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be doing it. And in the, he kind of brutally kills a lot of people in both. And I was like, I don't think I want to brutally kill all these people. Seems like we don't have to do that. But I wasn't given the option. But I, it's, it's hard. Like you're sacrificing yeah. the possible salvation of the world just for yourself yes um i definitely like think it's an interesting commentary on like taking away uh ellie's like free will um like on every party's side um yeah they just they don't care about like what she could possibly want as a person 
because um, we've talked about this before. So just to reiterate yeah. to our viewers, like I think that is the big thing. If no one tells Ellie, like yeah. that's the Firefly's big problem. Of Ellie probably would have agreed to this. Um, although there's complications of she's clearly very depressed, has self worth. Yeah, and yeah. a child. Of, it does her yes mean anything, even if she were asked. But right. regardless, she should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marlene should have asked. Um, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, but then Joel doesn't ask either. And he doesn't tell her that he had done this and lies about what had happened. Completely. Um, do you think that, like, on Marlene's side, um, what all did she... Like, do you think her breaking the promise to Ellie's mom of, like, keeping Ellie safe, like, protecting her oh, and I everything? I about that. Yeah. Like, thoughts on that? Like, is it worth it for potential salvation? Or is that, like, promise more important? Like, It seemed pretty reckless that they were like, hey, we don't know if this is going to work. But right. We're gonna yeah. try it anyway. But we're going to kill the only hope. And not that anyone knows this, but a almost unreplicatable circumstance that made her immune. Yeah. Almost. So, like, on top of that, no one knows that that's how it's happened. This is the only person you know with this ability. Maybe don't just kill them on the hope that you could develop a cure. Right. I also just don't understand why they would even have to kill her. Like, could they not have, like, taken blood and tried things with that first? Yeah. Could they not have, like, like, done scans or anything on how it might react to certain things? I don't know. Like, it really feels like their first reaction was, let's kill her and see what happens, you know? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. And there's a lot of, and there's a lot of like beyond that of distribution. Even if they Mm -hmm. were possibly successful, does this this is a terrorist group? Yeah, this is a terrorist group that pretty much no one likes, and don't they don't control any of the world? How are they going to get this to everyone else? Yeah, and even if they were, would that matter? We see from like the clickers and the bloaters that they just murder people anyways, and not really about trying to infect. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. When, um, when you have rampaging zombies that you can't kill, you can't even shoot with the bloater, like, our cure's not going to save you and rip your head off. Yeah. Um, I, the humans are killing each other, so. Eh. Oh my god, all the time. <laughs> the real monster. Um, no, but I also wanted to ask, because in this episode, Joel's like, hey, I tried to kill myself after my daughter died, but uh the only point that like healed that wound was when i met you to ellie right Mm -hmm. um i thought about that line a lot and i'm wondering what you guys think the line is between like companionship and codependency you know um like at what point is it like blurred i don't know Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Because is that a fair thing for him to say? But like, I think I've... so. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would think so too. I mean, it's not putting any pressure on Ellie in that moment. Of, it's just an acknowledgement of how much she's done for him, uh-huh. even if she it wasn't intentional on her part. But I think it becomes, I think it becomes codependency on Joel's sense, maybe in that he does then right. sacrifice the world for Ellie. Yeah, and like he, but he I, I can't guess, 
he can't experience losing right on another daughter essentially yeah um i don't know it was just like really really interesting to me because like it's kind of sweet to be like hey like you're the first person who's made me glad i didn't succeed at that you know um but at the same time i do feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on a like teenagers shoulders 14 year old um yeah (laughs) to say like hey like you're the only reason that i'm happy i'm alive right now um is a bit of a bummer (laughs) a a big burden to someone who does not know how to handle that right who like can barely handle her own emotions yeah um, like let alone a grown man's um yeah i just i think it's a lot um but obviously coming from a sweet place i don't know (laughs) um it was cool it was it was a really well done episode um i like the giraffes i like that they were real giraffes the giraffes was my uh, yeah real they did not look real somehow in the moment (laughs) my girlfriend and i had a debate i was like she's like do you think those are real like no those are cgi for a fact and no i feel like i don't know this whole like oh does it look real versus it cgi people can't tell anymore i can't clearly (laughs) and i feel like it's like oh look bad cgi is a horrible excuse for stuff people just like saying it yeah Um, or they have no other criticism yeah Yeah. they're like i want to hate something about this yeah Um, and it's like Um, even still like if it looks bad that's not necessarily an issue like no can you suspend your disbelief of like oh i see what they were going for like can you still watch star wars like there's there's some fun stuff in there can you still watch any movie from the 90s there's plenty of fun stuff in yeah. there um the, like if first you re-watch- harry potter movie yeah. great movie yeah CGI, horrible bad. if you rewatch the phantom menace <laughs> that fine. cgi has not aged well at all but you oh, know no. what the movie is still a blast <laughs> sometimes entertaining other times <laughs> holy cow those prequel movies drag on too long if you watch them with people so you can talk during the boring parts, they are so fun. <laughs> um, but if you're a true. kid who had them recorded and could just fast forward through the parts that he was bored with, as was my experience, they're the best. <laughs> exactly. It's it's the best movie Episode ever. two was my favorite movie <laughs> as a kid. And I was like, you know what? That clone scene at the end is yes. awesome. I'm just That's all to I would that. watch. I mean, frankly, um, <laughs> I... Um, I don't know. I'm excited because the Dungeons and Dragons movie, um, when this episode is out, will have just come out. Um, and oh, uh, I'm so excited for it. But I know full well that there's the potential for some stupid Dungeons and Dragons creature to look kind of wonky. I'm oh, sure new- of it. Like, oh, I heard very not good things about it, but I think it'll be a blast. Um, it's so no excited. Willow. Sure. Um, which I did I rewatch the movie. Willow. It was to... very good. Exciting. I'm starting the series. Um, I can't wait so... for season two. There. Um, a good time. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. What rained on y'all's parades? All right. Right off the bat, the Illinois state government ran on my parade. <laughs> the whole state government. <laughs> <laughs> JB is raining on your parade. It is tax season. Oh yeah. Went through my taxes. I owe the Illinois 
state government, six hundred dollars. I'm so sorry. It's just rough. It's rough yeah. out here. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Apparently, I have now reached the age where I can no longer be claimed as part of my parents, which means it's all on me. And I was lucky enough to get a very fortunate scholarship for my law school, which lo and behold has tax consequences on me and now i owe taxes and illinois has some system that other states don't have they have like a lower threshold with which that starts triggering certain tax consequences so if i had filed in a different state i would owe less because it wouldn't trigger until later lots of things i'm so sorry it's uh it's rough it it was rougher when we were going through we had just done like federal first yeah and the federal was like looking great they were going to give me 130 dollars this is so great it makes so much money and then it was like oh we lied to you actually you owe us 30 dollars i was like well whatever that's fine (laughs) then we did the state and we put in like all right transfer all that stuff over state and it's like you owe one thousand (laughs) dollars jesus christ i'm ruined um but then uh various things deducted and okay but still lots we prefer Definitely. not to owe yeah jd prince grew that much money yeah. <laughs> i got moved up the tax bracket because wow. i have a similar maybe similar situation so all my tuition i don't really pay for however it's viewed as income mm-hmm. and so tuition oh. at the school is very expensive and so it's like wow i'm making all this income and it's like i'm not seeing a single penny of it i'm just wait really up in here in my mind oh, so they man. treat it as if you're making the like Forty thousand a year Jesus. or yeah. whatever. Yo, Illinois is kind of bogus. Yikes! Uh, just, uh, I mean, that's just sort of how like tuition or mission works. But sure, yeah. Oh, I mean, silly. It shouldn't. Kind of yeah. goofy. See um, any of that? Yeah. I don't know how Illinois does their taxes. They always yeah. get money because when I was like in Texas over the summer, there's mm-hmm. no income tax there. If I was still yeah. paying Illinois tax, um, and then at the end they're like, "Hey, you still need to pay us a little bit more." I was like, I thought I, I thought our transaction had ended. I thought I already paid you everything. I thought we finished this. Oh man, that is wild. I don't know. I can't say I relate. Um, you know, I support future president JB. He can get all my money. <laughs> now he'll get the whole country's money. JB Pritzker oh, removed bathrooms from his estate, so it didn't count as a livable residence, and he didn't have to pay taxes on it for president. Mm-hmm. That's the only, like, one thing he ever did. Yeah, and he paid the taxes later. Okay. <laughs> when he well, got found out. But I think it's a funny coward. story. It's funny. <laughs> Should have stuck with it. The great con. Yeah. Um, uh, not as bad as uh, the mayor of Chicago. So, yeah. Fine. Well, people call him the great con, like, one for that. And then two, because people think he's, like, the next, like, um, Genghis Khan. That's a claim. Really? There's a um, whole like internet subgroup about it. Honestly, high praise for what is, in my mind, a fine governor. Exactly. Not <laughs> great, but not bad. Which I mean, is, it's a pretty low bar for Illinois. Exactly, but... which I think is what makes the joke so like so much better because he's just like a guy and like I don't yeah. know, he's, he's, he's just a guy who governor, has like... the one scandal that yeah. he fixed. So, um, but people like Photoshop him like 
uh, riding on horseback, like that he's gonna like take over all the other states to expand Illinois' border and stuff. Honestly, I'm for it. Let's <laughs> take over Missouri. For the country of Illinois. Missouri is falling apart. It yeah, will be better oh under Illinois. Like they're a little funky down there. Um... <laughs> take take Iowa too. There's nothing here that's relevant. Mm-hmm. Well, you're there. Not for long. And we just come back to Illinois then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess you're going back to Illinois anyway. <laughs> Um, fair. Um, I'll do uh, a happy one and a and a thankful one. Of um, I uh entered into a little short film contest, which was very exciting, and and both of my co-hosts here did a little voice action for it, yeah. which was very kind, and I appreciate it. And no it was sweet. <laughs> Find me in a cameo appearance. <laughs> <laughs> both of them credited voice actors oh like, really yeah of course Ooh, wow I I yeah <laughs> um, i'm not gonna do shit and not credit you <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah a wonderful time very scary but also it doesn't really matter um like it was just fun to do and i think that's the point yeah. mm-hmm. um for me, I don't know if this is sad or happy, but I think the end of Twitter is in sight. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the announcement of like only verified users are going to show up on the on, on the for you page. Yeah. page. I, is it I don't know the how. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So there's two. Um, so there's two pages. So back in November, yeah. Elon is like, "Oh, Twitter is like censoring what you see," and so they added a following page. And right. the following page is only people you follow in chronological order. So if you mm-hmm. follow anyone that's like news, like AP news or anything, you're just going to get like all you 20 see. AP news in a row because they're mm-hmm. like constantly putting stuff out. And that's not the optimal way to like view stuff. Um, and so if that's the only way you can really view, it's going to be so bad. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think like, that's probably the final straw for me and i just need to stop using twitter twitter has also just been like one it runs so poorly now and it's like, awful like the user interface of it is bad now yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just so self-righteous on there it's like yeah. i don't care y'all are yeah. getting upset over the smallest things and like blowing things out of proportion they'll see like a news story and draw like their own conclusions from it and then there's like developments and it's like y'all just blew stuff up for nothing it's like right I don't know. And like you know silly. that they're only commenting on the headline, like they didn't read it. <laughs> like exactly. Oh, yeah. And so I have now added like you can set limits on your phone for time yeah. duration. So I've done like hour mm-hmm. limits for Twitter. Sure. And I really okay. like it. There. I'm like I use Twitter too much because I looked at my battery the other day. And it's like 37 percent of my battery was used on Twitter, which is like <laughs> why is it using that much of my battery? <laughs> Oh man, I think it uses some like background stuff too. Like I think a lot mm-hmm. of them do that. Um, what are your backup social medias? Um, or are you going off? I don't know. Maybe TikTok. Yeah. Reddit, really, if it oh. counts, TikTok. Maybe sure, Reddit. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll go back to Reddit. I like sure. swore off Reddit two years ago, and I've not really <laughs> missed it at all. Every now and then there. I get on there for like movie and TV show discussions, but that's yeah, it. right. Um, Instagram is awful. I hate it yes. so much. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Snapchat's awful. I like, love it to talk still to people. Fundamentally, on. do not think Snapchat counts as social media. We've had this discussion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Snapchat's yeah. awful as well. Yeah, yeah I, I, like, I don't only know. use the talking tab. I think of it's it. 
the death of Twitter is interesting because there's not an obvious successor. Yeah. Yeah. I like, was talking to some people about like after like graduating, they're like, I want to delete Snapchat. It's like, what do I need it for? I was like, I want to do that too. What do I need Snapchat for? There. Yeah. We can we can talk anywhere else. <laughs> um Yeah. Um, yeah, as texting could easily yeah. do text elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. I think it's like a cute thing to like talk to people, sure. But like, the majority of my Snapchat usage is saving pictures for memories, kind of thing. Yeah, um, which is nice. Um, but I like don't care about people's stories. I don't care about don't whatever care. discover Instagram bullshit. stories the worst Ooh. i don't care yeah i'll like repost stuff from either like here or like my art instagram um and i feel a little guilty sometimes because like i don't actually look at that many other people's stories um and so i'm kind of like asking people to do something that i don't do which makes me feel a little bad but i'm like oh well, if they want yeah to, they i i used to look at instagram stories and then i realized it was like a task that i just yes. click as fast as possible to get through them all and i didn't yeah. care what i was looking at and i'm like why do i do this yeah so I stopped. that's fair yeah um i think like there's maybe 10 people whose stories that i will look at and actually yeah. adam your girlfriend is one of them because she always posts like cute little drawings and i'm like oh that's a cute little drawing <laughs> yep. yeah um yeah i don't know it's usually a cute little drawing or some feet of yeah some like workout thing and i'm like oh my god go her (laughs) yeah um a whole time but uh bummer about twitter Um, i don't know i can't decide i I was like i think yeah it's probably fine just like delete the app and be like yeah that's it i don't need it no um i'm still looking forward to it okay because every day I, like- I get on Twitter, I was like, man, this is great. And I also am like, man, these people suck. Yeah. Um, okay, well, um, fuck Twitter. Um, fuck Elon Musk. And um, fuck that cult guy in Last of Us Episode 8. Um, yeah. And uh, The Last of Us was really good. Um, yeah. Now that we spoiled the whole thing, you should yeah. watch it. If you, if you haven't seen it. Or if you want to rewatch it and then tell us how wrong we were about everything. Or you heard we started talking about Last of Us and didn't listen to this episode at all. Yeah. Um, why are you here? Uh, <laughs> at this point. Um, okay, have a sunny Wednesday. <laughs> I, Bye. I-